All right, welcome into the BFR podcast presented by Sports Mockery. My name is Dave. I'm joined by my co-host, Ficky, and we're also joined by uh, Bears YouTuber. You've seen him before. He's been on the pod, DWC. Um, before we hop into it, this podcast, it is presented by Sports Mockery. Um, so if you want to get your Chicago sports, uh, Blackhawks, Connor Bedard, obviously the Bears, you can go ahead and check out. Everything's over there. Um, I write over there, cover the Bears, about three, four, three to four articles a week. Um, and then, of course, you can follow Ficky uh, on all socials. It's Ficky Baby. Uh, he has amazing content over there. And then, of course, DWC. You can follow him on Twitter. I think it's DWC Prods with a Z, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and, of yeah, course, he is. has a YouTube channel, which we'll have linked in the description. Um, but, boys, we have uh, – well, it's Thanksgiving. Um, and then the Bears play on Monday Night Football against the Vikings. So before we hop into it, Ficky, man, how you doing? I'm good. You know what I'm thankful for? That I don't have to watch the Bears play on Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, I can actually be happy during the whole day. So, like, I'm good. Like, I can't, I can't take another brutal loss <laughs> on uh, Thanksgiving. So, so I'm good. Hey, man. I, honestly, I kind of miss the Bears playing on Thanksgiving. You know, Bears, Lions. You know, I don't know. I kind of enjoy yeah. the Bears playing, but maybe yeah. Not but you imagine? Year. But could you imagine the game we just saw on that being on Thanksgiving? Oh, I think no. it'd be fun, man. Anyways, anyways, DWC, man, it's been a while. Um, I don't know when's the last time we had you on early in the season. I'm not sure, but how you doing, man? It's been you look old. This Bears team. <laughs> yeah, I this Bears team has definitely worn me down. You know, I had high hopes going into this year, and then they all crash down as they do every single year. But hanging in there, uh, season's almost over though. Thankfully, only six games left. You know, so uh, trying to get through it the best I can. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, the getting through it is that's the toughest part. You know, we I think we wanted to talk the draft like what, three, four weeks into the season, which is never yeah. good. Um, but right now we have I, I honestly think it is kind of a fun time. And maybe that's not the right word to be a Bears fan, because Justin and the Bears, they did play well against a very good, maybe a contender in the NFC uh, the Detroit Lions. So they had them on the ropes. They honestly, sh most teams would finish or find a way to close it out and win. The Bears are the Bears, of course, so they did not. But there's a lot of good that we can kind of take a take on it. So before we hop into the preview for the Vikings, I want to see, first of all, how are we feeling? You know, with the Bears, uh, Lions, I know it sucked right after. We already did our pod, but DWC, I'm going to start with you, man. How, have you had time to kind of cool down? Are, are there any positives that you can take from this game? <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of positives, man. I mean, the only thing that happened at the, I mean, if if a football game was only 56 minutes, right? Like we would be <laughs> fucking happy right now, right? Like four yeah. minutes was the reason why like we're not celebrating a massive win on the road against the Detroit Lions, right? So obviously those four minutes happened though. You can't just take away those four minutes. And I think it really tells you like how bad of a coaching staff we have because I really feel like, you know, 29 out of the other 32 coaches in this league probably would have closed that game. And Ibrahim has this problem with closing games. You know, I think I saw a stat where he has four of the worst uh, 50, four of the 50 yeah. worst blown leads in the history of the Chicago Bears belong to him. So I think it just reaffirmed my belief that Ibrahim is not That's the guy uh, that that should be in charge of the Bears. But as for good, yeah, we saw a lot of good, man. Like Justin Fields played well. And that's the only thing the season is about now at this point going forward because we're obviously not going to make the playoffs. So, you know, we want to see who the quarterback of the future is going to be, if it's going to be Caleb Williams, Drake May, or, you know, Justin Fields. And if Fields keeps on playing like this, like he might give, you know, the Bears front office at least a uh, something to think about rather than just like selecting quarterback um, no matter what. So I thought Fields yeah. played well. Offensive line played really well too. I mean, oh, yeah. shout out to Darnell, right? Like he only allowed one sack against Aiden Hutchinson 
on the very last play, which is kind of like a freak play at the end. So I was really happy with the offensive line defense too, besides again, the last four minutes of the game, uh, you know, forcing four intercept, forcing four turnovers, uh, playing pretty good against Jared Goff. So it was, a you know, all in all, like a really good performance besides for the last four minutes. So still a lot to, you know, a lot of good to take away though. Okay. Uh, absolutely. I can agree with all of that. Vicky, man, how, how are you feeling? You're pretty I mean, passionate after the game. Are you, have you cooled down a little bit? <laughs> yeah, you know, time heals all right. So I definitely cooled down, but of course there's positives, right? That in, in DWC mm-hmm. spot on the number one question this whole season is who is Justin Fields going to be the quarterback and he, and we'll get to it later, but you know, if we're talking about the check boxes, he checked it off. So that's always going to be the biggest positive. My quarterback looked good great then i start to look at what else happened i don't care if we of course i care if we win or lose but like if we lose and the quarterback looks good it's gonna feel a little bit you know better because the you we still have hope for the future based off the cat space the draft picks that we all talked about right because the quarterback as we know as a as bears fans is the hardest position to fucking find okay we still haven't had a quarterback go over four thousand yards we're not gonna have one this year so if we do find your quarterback that you can actually continue moving forward that can put you in contention, then yeah, I'm good. So if fields keep stacking those up, like I'll be upset that we lost depending on how we lose. Right. So I think it was more like I was upset about the way we lost. If it would have just been like, you know, back and forth game and Detroit just wins. I'm like, yeah, they're a better team. Right. But it's that we blew a lead in historic fashion. Just like DWC said, we've seen this multiple times with this regime so that's where kind of like yo what the fuck are they doing it's like your quarterback finally does something where you're like man that's what we're looking for and you just decide to shit the bed so it is what it is but yeah time heals so i mean you know i kind of erase that and just say oh here's vikings get my hopes up again and then watch them get crushed so how about you dave yeah there was um Right after the game, obviously emotions are high, and it, it, it's almost like this one. I felt, um, I think I'm just numb to it, so it wasn't nearly as shocking as the Packers, you know, and and some of the losses that we've had this year. But after you know sitting on it for a couple of days, it it just sucks because it was really just a. It could have been a really good like, what not stepping stone. It could have been like a signature win, signature. you know, mm-hmm. for Matt Eberflus. Justin Fields, Ryan Poles, um, everyone, Cole Komet, all these guys that just need to learn how to win and win consistently. Um, even Matt Eberflus, say he goes in there and you finish, you know, say you win this game by 12 points. You finish it out, you win, you beat the Lions, um, who are 7-2 and two at the time. You're, you know, Justin Fields, he, it's his first game back, so there was some meaning to that, especially with the seven games left where he does have to prove something. Um, to remain in Chicago. Like he has to perform well because there's going to be a lot of questions at the quarterback position, especially with their draft positioning. So you win this game, you 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 get to four wins. I think you're still maybe in the wild card, wild card race, like as far as maybe sneaking in. You're in the hunt. I think you're on those graphics yeah. at least. Yeah, and so sure. that right there alone, you win that game. It just you it could have been so there were the positives, the storylines would be so much different, but instead it's like the same shit again, recycled Matt Eberflus. What is he doing? His pressers are ridiculous. I think it's the very next day on Monday morning. He started praising himself. If I'm not mistaken, um, praising himself, which honestly, I tried not to watch it. It just kept on coming on my time, uh, coming on my timeline on Twitter. And I was just like, I don't, I don't want to watch it. So I watched bits and pieces where he's just kind of, you know, I think he was laughing about like, you know, who, 
whoever called, you know, he's made some good, the defense has made some good calls. And he's like, whoever that is, oh wait, that's me. And I'm like, are you serious right now? You know, like you just lost a terrible <laughs> in terrible way, historic fashion. Because of your defense too. It wasn't, your defense. It, it wasn't and, like the office turned the ball over. It was because your defense gave up 17 points in four minutes. So. It's just very ironic. So for me, I'm not, I'm, I'm over it. Um, just because it is what it is at this point. I wanted to bring up um, uh, a, a little graphic here. I guess I can bring it up on our, our Twitter. I'm not sure if you guys have seen it yet, but it was one where Justin Fields, um, especially, it's I guess it's his stat line for all these games that he did not win. Are you guys familiar with what I'm talking about, that little yeah, graphic? I, I've seen it. Yeah, um, I that. So let me go ahead and bring it up. Um Unless you have it, Ficky. I don't think you No, do. I don't have it, though. But I definitely saw that earlier, and I was like, oh, my yeah. God. So, <laughs> yeah, either way, I just wanted to bring it up because I thought it was really interesting. Um, and then it should be on the screen right here. I guess this is uh, – I guess I can go ahead and go through it. but um, And then I'll bring it up. So, first of all, it's uh, how it works is this graphic, it is three um, – or what's here seven games where the bears um had justin fields perform relatively well um however they did not win any of these games so and when you see this graphic which is hilarious um so first of all this go dates back to 2021 versus the vikings which is um who the bears play on monday night football so he had 320 yards one touchdown zero interceptions 96.6 rating Fast forward to the Vikings again, who I guess he plays pretty well against, except for last time um, earlier in the season where he ended up getting hurt. But 2022, 255 yards, one touchdown, 118 pass rating. 2022 versus the Cowboys, 211 yards, two touchdowns, 120 rating. Um, versus the Dolphins in 2022, 301 yards, four touchdowns, 106.7 pass rating, which is, I don't know how we, I mean, the Dolphins are pretty good, so I get that. Lions, um, 2022, 314 yards, four touchdowns, one interception, 99.4 rating. Um, last year against the Eagles, 247 yards, two touchdowns, 119.5 rating. And then, of course, the Broncos game where he had four touchdowns, 360 uh, pick, and 132 passer rating. So I think this is total yards too. So he's not passing for this, but it's just his running as well. But it's it, it just goes to show you that what the hell has been going on the last couple of years? You know, like obviously bad defense and everything like that. But the the fact that, you know, when it comes to you, you hear about the Bears and you hear about the quarterback position and how Justin is what? What is he, five and something right now? Five and 26? Five and 27? Yeah, it's it's pretty high. Yeah. But when, it's not that I don't know how. I guess I bring all this up. DWC, are wins a QB stat? And do you, do you hold the fact that Justin has just does not win. You look at Trevor Lawrence, his record, you look at some of these guys, Mac Jones, even he doesn't win. And is that more so on the bears and the rebuild last year? What are your thoughts overall on, first of all, these stats and and him not being able to kind of, or the team not being able to win? Yeah. I mean, it's on the bears a hundred percent. I mean, we've had so many mm -hmm. different quarterbacks and none of them have really been able to win. Um, and if you look at these stats, obviously like these are really good stats. I mean, he's moving the ball down the field. I know people say, you know, some of the rushing yards are mixed in here, but, you know, rushing yards still count as moving the ball down the field, right? So he's been a good quarterback mm -hmm. for us in many games. Um, he's had the worst defenses, though, in, in Chicago Bears, some of the worst in Chicago Bears history, right? Mm -hmm. Like last year, uh, we had the worst defense in the, you know, all of the NFL. 
And I believe we actually had a worse defense last year than we even did in 2014 under Mel Tucker on like a game by game basis. Right. So last year was bad this year. Also, I'm um, in the first portion of the season when fields played um, defense also was not that good. So it's not surprising we're not winning games, right? Because your defense has to be at least, you know, average to win football games in this league. And the Bears have just not had even an average defense for most of the times that Fields has played. And obviously, you know, late in games, he has struggled sometimes with, like, when we have to push the ball down the field. You know, he has turned the ball over sometimes. But, you know, obviously, like, last year, a lot of those interceptions were not even his fault. Like, we had guys uh, dropping balls. And, like, you know, last year's receiving core was absolute, you know, shit, right? So... Uh, I'm not going to hold last year against him, really. But this year, obviously, should have been a lot better. I'm not going to like, absolve him of blame for not winning f- football games, right? Because he should have been a lot better himself. But I just think the surrounding situation, the Bears put him in, in a total rebuild, right? Because we started over on this roster completely last year. So I'm not going to hold it against him that he doesn't have crazy amount of wins because I don't think any quarterback in this league would have, you know, that many wins here in Chicago the last two years. Spot on. Like spot on. Like I, I agree completely. When I see that, when I, I see know that <laughs> graphic. Yeah, when I saw that graphic, the first thing I thought of is like Justin Herbert. <laughs> the, the, the they lose all the time. The Chargers lose all the, the time, and it's most of the times because of their defense. Like Herbert puts up crazy numbers and loses, right? And <laughs> mm-hmm. the same thing you DWC you talked about last year. You know, we had drop catches, right? We literally just saw it this year with us, right? Or literally last 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 game. But you know who also saw that? Justin Herbert last game and they lost to the backers on literally a drop pass where it was wide open and it's a dot. So I seeing that graphic does two things. First, it's like obviously instills more confidence in your quarterbacks. You kind of see, oh, the, he can do it, right? Obviously, it doesn't show the bad games, right? But you see, there's enough of there where I'm like, okay, obviously, you know, if we can get things right, maybe it can become more consistent, right? The second thing it tells me is that football is the biggest team sport out of any sport right and it's as as important as the quarterback is there's so much so much that goes into you know a championship team and we are very far <laughs> from that i i will say we have made progress there i my expectations going in was like we'll probably be like a 7 to 9 win team right if if we didn't blow the Broncos and Lions, we kind of would still be on pace for that. You know what I mean? So I think our roster actually is telling us what the expectations are. So I don't think we're actually too far off from what we have. It's more of like there's been coaching situations to where we now look way worse than what we are. (laughs) So I I feel hopeful about the future, obviously depending on who's going to be the quarterback. You know what I mean? But I don't think it's the shit show that's happened this year. I think is less about the play on the field and more about what's been going on in the building, <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. Like so much drama. And we talk about how the defense sucked forever. That was the Allen Williams era, right? Well, we had to deal with that. The Chase Claypool era, we had to deal with that. You know what I mean? And then the running back coach who just got released had to deal with that. Blown leads, had to deal with that. Like it's always dealing with all this like crazy shit. And it's never like, I never went to a game and go, wow, they just, they just didn't really show up, except I'd probably say like the Packers game. Chiefs, I don't really count because they're the Chiefs, but I, I went to that I mean? game, so I wish they would have yeah, showed that, up a yeah, little bit. Anytime we go to games, garbage. Well, Panthers, but they're the worst team in the NFL. 
So if they would have played garbage against them, I would have never bought a ticket again. But yeah, there, there's something about when when the BFR podcast shows up, it's gonna be shitties. <laughs> I don't you know. You guys were at the Panthers so. game too, two weeks ago. I you was at the Panthers. I was oh, at the gotcha. Panthers I, game. I was there as well. Yeah. Oh, were you? Game. Damn, I didn't know you were there. <laughs> it was yeah, a fun I, game. I, yeah, we should have met up if I if I knew you were there, but. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I had no there. idea. But yeah, that was a that was a fun game. I well, I mean, it wasn't like super exciting. Like Detroit was obviously way yeah, more obviously. exciting than the game. Yeah. yeah. But also it was Tyson Bajan. So the only yeah, thing that sucked was like the little tease. Yeah, they teased you with like, oh, maybe Fields is coming. Also, you talk about like the shit we're doing with, and you talked about it, Dave. The pressers, you know what I mean? That was also another one where it's like, well, Fields isn't the starter. Oh, he's gonna, you know what I mean? <laughs> he's He's not playing, but he may start. You know, it's like, like, bro, what what is going on here? So, yeah, I, I, I'm all of this ramble to kind of be like, there's been, it's been a lot of exterior stuff that's kind of like pissed us off more than like actually what's happened on the field. That's how I feel, anyways. So, yeah, the the Panthers game would have been, I think, a great game because if Justin was healthy and he came back, I feel like he would have. Oh. I think I even tweeted he would have just torched mm-hmm. that Panthers defense. It would have been because, and that's another thing that kind of gives me hope that he did that. How Justin played against the Lions. Um, I know we're talking about that game, but and we'll put it behind us here in a moment. But he played well against a very good defense, like a very very good. I think it's top ten in the league in some categories. So that's pretty damn like that was awesome. That was good to see. Um, so what I want to do here is before we hop into our preview for Bears versus Vikings, I put out a poll. I'll be having an article up tomorrow about it, but I want to go over um, just rank or just what is the worst loss this season for the Bears? Um, I'm going to limit it to Justin Fields' starts. So I'm not even going to throw Tyson Bajan in there with the Saints. And uh, what other game did he lose? No, I think I he went one. He went two and two. Yeah, Saints and... Chargers. Oh, no. Chargers. Chargers. Yeah. There it is. Yeah. Got blew out against the Chargers. So, but yeah. this one is just for Justin Fields. Um, I have four um, games that come to mind here. So, I have the the Packers week one, which was a meltdown or a blowout. Then I have the Broncos meltdown. Um, and then the Chiefs blowout um, and the Lions meltdown. So, I think there might be two others in there. I'm not sure how many games he's even played so far this season. But uh, DWC, I'll start with you, man. What has been the worst loss this season for the Bears? Packers, 100%. What? Like, it's not even close okay. to my opinion, right? Because I was expecting a win going into that game because, like, we were so hyped about the new season coming up. And, like, obviously before the mm-hmm. season starts, we're, you know, a little bit too optimistic, right? So I actually thought the Bears would <laughs> win that game. So going into that game, especially at home and losing by a score, what was it, like 38 to whatever – um, feels through a pick six. Jordan Love looked like actually good for the only time the entire season for the most part, right? So like that that really <laughs> stung having the opposing quarterback that's not even Aaron Rodgers, you know, on the Packers uh, go off against us and score 38 points. So I, I would definitely say that Packers game because it kind of set my expectations for the rest of the season super low. Um, it kind of told me that we were not going to be a playoff team this year. We're not going to you know really do shit this year. So um, I would definitely go with that Packers game for sure. Okay. Take the easy one, DWC. <laughs> but the most obvious one, obviously. Yeah, uh, Vicky so, man, you agree? Yeah. Well, kind of. It for two reasons. I okay. think the worst loss, like not talking about on the field, is probably the Packers because of the hope and hype, just like DWC said. Yeah. So it was more of like the expectation we set 
and then we didn't even get close to it, right? <laughs> the worst loss on the field is Detroit, right? Because I feel like we played above expectation, right? And then also we talked about this stat. We had 40 minutes of time, time of possession. We had three plus on the turnover margin. Before this mm-hmm. game, there was 48 teams that had those stats, and they went 48 and 0. <laughs> we are the first person. So that was a historic loss, Damn. right? <laughs> yeah. Garbage. So so yes, the Packers being at the game and then the, you know, the hype to get up to it. Like we talked with Kyle Brandt. That's that was our Super Bowl, right? So that one hurt because it did set expectations moving forward. You're like, well, damn, this about to be another shitty season, which it has been. So the, it was definitely a good <laughs> marker. So DWC is spot on with that. But if I'm talking about like statistically, like you had a 98.2% chance to win, this is easily the biggest blowout of any of the games, right? Like the Broncos one was a meltdown too, but it was nowhere compared to like, like I was ch- chilling like, oh, we got this. We got this until they got the, you know, once they scored once, I was like, it's over because <laughs> this we've seen this before. So yeah, I'd have to go, I'd have to go Packers like 1B and then probably Detroit 1A just because like four minutes, really? 17? I can't even do that in Madden, bro. Like that's, that's so quick. So yeah. I'm going to have to say Detroit. Okay. What about you, Dave? Yeah, I think I think you nailed it, DWC. I think the Packers just with – I mean, it wasn't just – it was like a, a culmination of like the entire offseason where – I mean, I wasn't really talking a lot of shit, but there was plenty of people just on all socials, Twitter especially, where they're just like victory lap already. Like we're finally going to take down the Packers. Aaron Rodgers is gone. You get Jordan Love. No one's afraid of him. You saw everything. Like it was so much hype. It reminded me of like Trubisky in the 2019 season after the 2018 year, where it's like, you know, um, 202 offense, you know, everything, high expectations. Um, I think it was the hundredth year anniversary as well. Yep. Um, it was, I think it was actually worse than that game because you just had such high expectations with DJ Moore, the defense being reloaded, the offensive line looking pretty stable. Um for me, I would probably go Packers just because of all of those factors and everything you guys said. However, that Chiefs game, I know maybe there was no expectations where the Bears were going to win that. I was there, middle of it all. Taylor Swift was there, and you could hear her song was always being played, and that was just a terrible atmosphere. The Chiefs fans were were cool, but like they felt sorry for us. Like they were just like very pitiful, and that was annoying almost. I'm like, this is. This is, and they're having the time of their lives. They're like, they, I remember it, it will stick with me for uh, a very long time. <laughs> they had like a, I think it was like a third or second in like 17. And the Bears, you know, of course, gave up like 17, almost 17 yards. It was like very close to a first down, but it was a great play. And, and the Chiefs, were like, that's all we got. Like the fan next was, oh, that's all we got on that. You know, I'm like, are you serious right now? Like you picked up, th- it looked easy. And so the right. fact that I was having to hear all of that and see what a great franchise really looks like, and the Chiefs obviously struggled in years past, but when, when you have Patrick Mahomes, the best quarterback in the NFL, it's just different. And so for me, that was a terrible loss, but I'd go Packers. That Lions game sucks too, but I think maybe an underrated loss was that Broncos because, I mean, Fields will play lights out. You, you guys remember. Like, that yeah. was a meltdown because I think we were up 28 to – what was the screenshot? It was like 28 to 7. Yeah. At one point yep. in the fourth Can't hold quarter. A lead. Can't hold a lead. So, <laughs> like, well, I think DWC, you said it earlier, right? Like, Eberflus has four of the top 50 worst losses yeah. 
Yeah, like even so yeah, we had another blown loss against the Lions last year, like kind of like yep. similar as, as this year um, yeah. in the fourth quarter, another blown lead. So, yeah. That's a hell of a uh, stat. I don't know. Where where do you see I that? Don't, bro, how do you – my thing is this, right? Our our defense doesn't give it that many big plays, which is because of that cover two shop, soft shell. So, like, why in the fourth quarter then they just give up big plays? Like, this, like the biggest plays – Always come in the fourth quarter. I'm like, you did you did your job for three and a half quarters, and then in the fourth, it's like you forgot what football is. Like, <laughs> what are we calling that it just gets so diced up? And I get like the two minute offense is obviously hard to stop. It is like you see it all across the league. Two minutes, they normally march down and get some sort of points, right? It's very you're very lucky to get a stop, but like 17 points, bro. Well, you're not even that every I remember play is like 10, 15, 20 yards. That's crazy. The sickening part about that Detroit loss, though, was the fourth quarter started, and I had those instant doubts where I was like, okay. But I was like, okay, no, this is different. And they went down. Justin Fields and company, eight-minute drive, I believe, 13-play, 14-plays. It, but, it, but it was a great drive, the 29-yard scramble. You felt good. You go up two scores, four minutes or so is left, and you're like – I felt almost confident. I was like, okay, they really can't screw this one up, you know? And I was like, if they just don't let them go down and score, you know, too quickly, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden, of course, we know what happened. So I, anyways, I threw this up there uh, on Twitter. It says, you know, of course, what loss uh, was the worst for the Bears this season? Right now, it's still early. I just tweeted it um, less than an hour ago. But we have right now with uh, at 42.2%, uh, the Lions meltdown is leading. Um, which obviously recency bias probably, yeah. um, but that's the that's that we're, that's what we have here. Packers blow is twenty seven point six. Broncos meltdown is right below that at twenty four point nine percent. And then I, I don't even know why I include the Chiefs just because maybe I was there. You know, so maybe <laughs> someone would feel a little bad for me. The, it's, I mean, at five, it's at five point four percent, and I guarantee you that's everyone that made the trip to Kansas City. Um, yeah. So that's why it's right. That's why they're getting some votes there. Um, I mean, this then, this. This list looks right though. Like Packers, Lions, you could flip, right? And yeah. Broncos is close because their melt the meltdowns is just like, bro, just win the game. Yeah. I want to go the game. through I want to go through um some of these um comments. Uh, comments here. So we got Brady um goes Broncos for sure. Had some had somewhat faith we could have turned the season around, then we blew that lead. It was brutal. Lions loss was expected. Lions loss was expected. Let's not kid ourselves. Um, Lions was bad. This is from Brenda J. Lions was bad, but I'm going with the Packers because of the expectations that were shattered. Um, we got Sam. Um, I don't care how many times it happens. Being blown out by the Packers will always piss me off the most. Um, DK. Yep. DK. It's between the Packers Lions. Um, uh, but I choose the Lions. I'm mad as hell that I was at half of these. Yo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel so bad. Bro. That's oh, like picky for a lot of these yeah. Games. That's definitely me, bro. That's my and history. I feel like DWC has gone to a lot of games this year too. How many have you gone to? No, I've only been to one. I only went to the pa Panthers game, so I've wow. only seen. Good for you, yo. This I'm undefeated. He said, <laughs> "I'm undefeated." Right <laughs> yo, next time you go, you gotta let me know because I have to cop some tickets. Because obviously, you oh, bring yeah. good juju. I, I do the opposite. So <laughs> I haven't seen the Bears win since 2018. Before that game, though, I've went mm. to like four straight losses. Before you know, before that. So that's why I, chose I got the Panthers lucky. I thought that's a guaranteed win against the Panthers. So you got to, I got lucky last year, week one, the water game against uh, Sam Fran. So oh, man. 
was yeah, it wasn't like a too. good game, but like we won. So yeah. whatever. That was so. yeah. That was an interesting one, but um, the, yeah. that, I mean, that was when Justin and the whole team slid. So that slid. was at least cool, yeah. you know, fun vibes. Um, that was fun, yeah. I'm not going to is it Janky J, Jacob Janky J? The Broncos meltdown was in the course of a half. The Lions was in a four minutes clear, in my opinion. <laughs> um, and then we got Bartholomew, Bartholomew um, on Twitter. Easily the Packers lost. It took a whole three quarters for all the hopes and dreams that were built up during the offseason to disappear right in front of our eyes. Um, and then a couple more of these. Clear there's some recency bias. It's week one for sure. Chiefs blow because I live in Boston and they switched to another game middle of the second quarter. <laughs> Yo, that's tough. That's tough, bro. Oh. <laughs> they did do that, though. Um, let's see here. Probably the Packers lost, but the two meltdowns are just so disappointing because it's a lack of aggressiveness from the coaches that caused them, not the players' execution, specifically offensively. Um, there's no comparison to how I felt week one. Okay, yeah, a lot of week one um, right here. Um, someone said here, uh, call out recency bias, but Lions game with being borderline dominant for 56 minutes. Again, that sucks. Thanks for reminding me of week one, boss. Um, and then yeah, I mean, that's it, though. We, I mean, losing to the, I think the best one was the comment losing to the being blown out to the Packers. I think it was by Sam will always piss me off. 100%, yeah. bro. You get beat, it, it feels like getting beat by your bigger brother. Like, you know what I mean? You finally go out there, you think you got, you know you think you can beat him in whatever game you're playing and he just destroys you again. And you're just like, well, fuck, you know? So yeah. uh, we still got week 17. It may happen, but my God, bro. That's and it was at home too. What'd you say? Yeah. Must win. No, I, I oh, must win week 17. Got to win that game. hundred percent. We, we, and I think Dave, we could probably get to that, but we got what we have six games left. We have to yep, win six games. Two more. Two more. I feel like there's at least two winnable games in there. Will it happen? Like we can't lose out. And if we do, I mean, there is some good with that, right? You said we can't looks- lose out. We can definitely <laughs> no, somehow I know lose we physically out. Can. We lost 14 games in a row last year or something like that. So we could definitely if lose out. If any team in this league can lose out and find a way to lose these games. I'm saying though, we we got we gotta find a way, bro. It's the NFL. These teams get beat like it's any given Sunday. Yeah. Like, just get me one. Can we get one? Do we think we can win one more game? Yeah, I think you can beat Arizona even with Kyler Murray. Um, I think then you have the Browns without Deshaun Watson. Yeah, that defense is tough though. The defense is tough, but if, if Fields can progress and continue, you know, to show his consistency, you know, played the Lions, like I said, top ten defense right there. But the Browns are probably top five, if not, easy one oh, of the yeah. best, maybe one number one. I don't even know where they are. Yeah, they are they're top tough. three. Yeah, they're um, really good. and then he has some demons he's gonna have to beat there. So I don't know if he's ready for that or what. But um, yeah, that's interesting. I think we can. I absolutely think we can. I hope so. But then I'm like, wait, if Fields just balls out and we lose though, like draft. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know. I don't know where I'm at. My, I'm hoping. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't know what I'm supposed to be happy about. That That's the problem it is being with Bears fans. It's like, it's it should just be on wins, but every season it's it's never that. It's like, oh, we well, get two- let's get hopeful for the draft pick, or let's get hopeful that this person breaks out or blah, blah, blah. So I think if you <sighs> get two top five picks. Like, like you can root for wins yeah. right now, right? You got the Panthers pick anyway, so it's not like you know winning a game is going to hurt us too much in the draft. I'd say that's true. Well, we'll get to like we're still top ten no matter what. 
And I think the yeah. big thing here is like you look at so Cole Komet, he was on CHGO and I don't know if you guys caught his interview or any of it, but it was pretty intriguing because like he is fed up. You can tell like these moral victories, like, oh yeah, you guys played well, like for you know, 56 minutes. And he's like, oh no, I don't want any of that. I don't want to hear it. It's getting old, you know. And so even just for the Bears and the mentality, um, Mooney um, and everything like that, it's almost like to the point where they have to win a couple games here. Otherwise, it could really just – it can just continue to linger. And even if you have, you know, say they go in with two top five picks, they build around Justin, you go into next season, and you still don't know how to win. Then those wow. – some of these games, even though you wow. have a ton of talent – what do you say, Vicky? No, I was gonna say. Well, I think the biggest thing about that winning culture may not be an issue. Oh yeah, that's next year. Jim so, Harbaugh. Yes, I agree. They need to learn how yeah. to win, but it's like you bring in someone new that you know. Yeah. You kind of restart the right. clock. I, I get it though. Like it yeah. does. Like from a moral standpoint, like you know how the team feels and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm. Almost, but if you bring I in mean, a whole new coaching staff and you and you have all these influx of players, I think that they will feel rejuvenized, you know. Well, you see it all the, the time. New new coaches come, and it may not it may not be consistent. Like, it doesn't mean it happens the year after that. But we look at the Giants with Dable, right? They were mm-hmm. they couldn't win a game to save their lives ever. And then Dable comes in, and it's like up a new, you know, energy, new culture, new hope, all that stuff, and they and they do well. We saw that with Nagy. Nagy comes in, boom, mm-hmm. does it. So I think bringing in someone new, just it being a, like a reset on the clock could, you know, get that going. Now, the hardest part is the consistency. Can you continue that moving forward? Can you keep that culture when you guys hit, you know, rough paths and things like that? But I'm pretty certain, and you guys can correct me if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty certain this coaching staff is is gone, yeah. right? There's no way they have fucking jobs next year, right? Am I, am I tripping in that? How do you feel, no, you see? I mean, unless they go nine and eight, <laughs> you know, if they win every single game rest of the year, even then, like if you miss the playoffs, like you might as well still like fire them. Right. I don't think there's any chance they're going to keep their jobs with like they just, they just shown so many bad games, you know, at this point. Right. Like it's too much bad to overcome at this stage yeah. in their career. So I don't think there's any chance they're, they're really staying. Yeah. Also, so I think she- McCaskey's care about uh, outside perception as well. And right now, mm-hmm. all the way from from fans like us to national media everyone's like, yo, get these motherfuckers out. So I think it's, uh, it's going to happen now. Polls. That's, that's an interesting one. I, you know, we can, we can probably table that, but I, I think he's probably going to stay. That's my opinion, but which I'm not mad about. So Shane Ward had a comment on here. Fick, you want to bring it up? Said, look at the Raiders yeah, this you. year. Uh, I think that's yep. a great example. You, you kind of fire, you know, make some changes at the top coaching staff's gone. Um, we've seen a couple firings actually. So the chart or not the chart, I think the Chargers let someone go, right? No, not yet, but they what will. What team was that's, it? That's uh the Bills. Bills. They let go of Ken Dorsey, their offensive yeah. coordinator, which was which is a weird fire because they're promised their defense, not their offense, but you know, whatever. Yeah. Anyways, though, it's just like you, you you make a change and you see with the Raiders, which I thought was a great point, and you see some changes. So obviously things are going to there's going to be a different you know coaching staff next year different expectations the hits principle will be gone thank god um i before we move on to the next topic um i want to what is worse uh finding the whys or the hits principle which one is more uh, annoying to you you know what so i would probably say come on now the, i'd probably say the hits principle is no i'd say this it's i don't care about the hits principle that's fine okay. 
the word like they both do word salad but at least Nagy's was like a confident word salad like the man was standing on, you know, he was standing 10 toes down like he back himself and with Eberflus, I know he just kind of did his little brag thing but like a lot of times I'm like what are you even saying you know what I mean like you're yeah. not even if you're not going to answer the question that's fine but like a lot of times it's like you're contradicting yourself within the following sentence <laughs> so it's like I don't even know it's like why are you even up there to answer questions because it's so vague so vague Nagy would be like nah this is my offense I'm doing this this is why things aren't working and really the closest thing we get to that with Eberflus is like oh well they just got to execute and I'm Mm -hmm. like well guess who's supposed to make them execute you You I I know the players have to as well but like this is it's a team thing here so that's my opinion on it DWC what about you it's definitely Eberflus. I mean, you mentioned it, like, the executing thing where he's always <laughs> blaming the players and not himself. Like, at least Nagy used to blame himself sometimes, right? Like, he used oh, to yeah. yell, like, I, I can coach better, our staff can coach better. I don't think Eberflus has ever said a single time in the last two years, like, I can coach better. Like, that has not come out of his mouth ever. And that is just so weird to see as a coach when usually coaches blame themselves a lot and, like, shelter their players kind of. But Eberflus yeah. kind of knows, like, he's not going to be here for next year, so he's kind of just, like, deflecting <laughs> blame to some extent, so... Yeah, Flues is worth That's 100%. a good point. Yeah. I never thought that maybe it actually is that same point where it's like, hey, look, I'm out the door anyways. Look, I need a job. I I can coach a defense. You know what I mean? That's why he says it like that. So yeah. that's actually oh, yeah. that's actually spot on. You might have a you might have a point there. So um yeah, I think the, I feel like the whys were pretty annoying, but um Flues is no, they were. You know, the hits principle. <laughs> I don't know. I think it's just why the fact that we hit that back to back, you know, I don't know, at least Matt Nagy gave us some fun times. And I guess you can't, if you gave Floose that roster, I bet he, he might even get more out of it. And that might be a hot take um, just because the defensive prowess. No, I don't um, know because Fangio was on. Because Vic was nasty. There. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say Fangio but, was a dog. Yeah. We'll, 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 we'll cut that. And never mind. I take it back <laughs> as we're live here. The live um, show. Yeah. Anything? We're going to cut that somehow. Um, anyways, it's late. It's nine 14 my time. So anyways, let's move forward um, to our next topic here. It's going to be Tyler Scott and Justin Fields. Obviously there was a play. Um, and before we head into that, um, if you are here for the first time, first of all, shout out to you. Um, if you're listening on Apple, Spotify, thank you. Um, the support has been unreal. We, the last pod, um, I don't know, you guys are kind of sick. Almost did like 12, I think it's at 12,000, 13,000 views. Um, and we just want to say, first of all, thank you for the support on that. Um, everyone that's new, subscribers, if you want to stick around, if you want to support the pod in any way, just hit the like button. Uh, that really does help the channel grow. Uh, DWC, you're a YouTuber, you know. Uh, you want to explain what the like button is, you know, is it pretty awesome, you know, if you hit it? Very um, awesome. Yeah, leave a comment right. as well. You know, comments help out, help out the algorithm. I, yeah, show some support. I, no, yeah, sure. it's all about the algorithm. Um, but either way, just the support um, just from that last um, pod episode was great. Again, don't know how because if I I think me, Ficky and I, we talked about it. Bears, that game, I don't know who wants to listen or talk sports after a loss like that, but Bears fans, I guess, are all different and we're built for this. Company. So, um, again, just shout out to you guys. Um, check out DWC, of course, on his Twitter, his YouTube. Um, you know, he's been on here before, so you guys know him. Um, but let's go ahead and bring up this. Oh, wait, one last thing. If you're if you're yeah. new here, ha- uh, just put in the comments, uh, hashtag new face gang, and we will go ahead and give you a shout out during the show. So if you're new here, we Absolutely. really do appreciate it. If you're an OG, you can go ahead and give a hashtag OG as well. We'll give you a shout out as well. So really appreciate you uh, watching the show. Yep. 
And if you guys want to throw in any questions, we're going to go ahead and star a couple. Um, we'll star them all probably. Um, if we have time, we'll get to them and answer them um, later in the show. Um, but to Tyler Scott, Justin Fields, there was a play. You guys know it, third and nine, uh, second to last drive against the Lions. And the uh, Justin Fields, he went for the kill. He took a deep shot, which was the correct read. You know, he's reading the safety. Um, it looked, it was a great ball. It, it was simple as that. Tyler Scott, he kind of hesitated. You know, he maybe misread it, leaned to the left a little bit, whatever. Um, we all know the play we're referring to. I want to talk about this answer from Justin Fields um, today when asked about um, Tyler Scott. How do you keep him involved? You know, what is that conversation like with him in the locker room? What's his mentality? And this this answer from Justin Fields today um, on Wednesday, I thought was just, it, I think it's worth listening to. So I'm going to go ahead and play it. And then I'll start with you, DWC, if you just want to give your thoughts on kind of um, the video itself, Tyler Scott, Justin Fields, everything like that. So I'm going to go ahead and play it now, and we'll be back. Losing faith. Um, yeah, I'm not losing faith in him. I don't – one game, two games, however many games, I'm going to keep going back to him. You know, he's a he's going to be a, a great receiver. You know, he has a lot of room to grow, and, you know, he's talented even now. Um, he's made a lot of plays for us this year, offense, special teams, and – you know, he's a speedster, so not many DBs can keep up with him. But, uh, I mean, yeah, so with that one game, whatever it was, you know, I mean, he had a tough game, but, I mean, we've we've all had tough games. You know, as a football player, you, you have tough games. I've had a lot of tough games. So, um, you know, it does nothing but, you know, make me better, make him better at the end of the day. And, you know, he's a hard worker. He's not going to let one, two, three games define who he is as a player. So, um, you know, I have full faith in Tyler. Everybody else does too. So, um, yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not. Anywho, so that was, first of all, I thought it was a great answer. Um, I'll kind of give my take on it, but DWC, what are your thoughts on that, man? I love it. I mean, that's why you love Justin Fields, right? Like putting his play aside, if, if you don't like his play, you know, so be it. But as a leader, as a man, like he is the best guy you would, you know, want leading your franchise, right? Because he never blames other people. He always blames himself. He's always putting people up and, you know, in this case, you know, Tyler Sky really did let us down. He could have caught that to win the game. But I think he said it best that, you know, a young young guy, he's going to make some mistakes. Um, You're not always going to have a perfect game, right? So um, to say that publicly, I think, is also big for the locker room and for Tyler Scott because I'm sure, like, behind the scenes, Tyler Scott is, you know, embarrassed and, like, kind of, you know, mad at himself for, you know, dropping that ball. And if having your quarterback step up for you, that's a big thing um, for, for young guys' confidence, right? So... I think he said the right thing, um, and he always does, right? Like, he, he's never been a guy that's like a me-first guy. He's always a team-first guy. So I definitely love that answer for sure. Awesome, yeah. I think you nailed that. Ficky, man, how are you feeling? I, I bet you feel the I same. I mean, spot on. Like, this is the fields we've always learned yeah. to love, right? When it comes from, like, I think DWC said it perfectly. Off the field, he really doesn't do anything wrong. He's, every, he's, he's everything you want in a franchise quarterback. What he does off the field is exactly – Show, if you didn't look at any of his film and you just saw how he talked and how he handled himself and stuff like that, you'd be like, oh, that's their franchise quarterback, right? So that's great to see. It's it's ironic that he is the one who will take the blame, but the head coach takes none, you know? So, so right? you know, another another reason to get these guys out of here. But yeah, it, it, he, he is very professional. He, I think he handles the media well. Even when he has a slip up, he kind of like, you know, backtracks and, doubles down like hey this is what i truly mean and stuff like that so i yeah i've never been concerned with 
a Justin Fields presser or any type of media related to that guy. So he's just doing what he does. I agree. I think it's always <clears throat> impressive the way that he speaks. You know, obviously he didn't have to go and elaborate so deeply, which I find, you know, some players they don't want to just because it can be twisted, but he, he's really not afraid. And that can be in a negative way. Um, when he kind of talked about the coaching earlier, of course, he kind of backtracked a little bit, you know, maybe to save face and help the guys out, you know, because maybe he was too honest. But the fact that he even talked about himself about, you know, he's had a lot of tough games. He comes to mind the Cleveland game. He He's just he's honest. And the fact that he's able to kind of do that in a way and still support, you know, Tyler in a in a very um, public fashion, I thought it was cool. So I just like I said, it caught my eye. I think a lot of people um, respect Justin and that's that hasn't changed. He's always like you guys said, he's he's great off the field. And he's great in the locker room. So um, a lot of young guys. I've, I want to go ahead and start um, our next topic here, which is just kind of to recap the the draft class from this year. Um, so I was going to go ahead and ask the question, who has been the most impressive Bears rookie this season that is not named Darnell Wright? Because I feel like everyone's going to go Darnell Wright. Um, we could talk about him a little bit, but I wanted to kind of go um, with UDWC. Outside of Darnell Wright, who has impressed you the most? Um, this season yeah i'll take the easy answer i'll say javon dexter right like last game okay. he had uh four pressures um you know i think in the panthers game too he had a couple pressures earlier against the commanders he had uh four or five pressures too so like i know he doesn't have a you know a sack yet so if you don't look at like the pfs stats or like the advanced stats you probably can't really tell he's doing much of anything but javon has been getting better you know week by week slowly and if you watch you know the games you can kind of tell that and he was kind of like a raw rawer prospect i would say like he maybe it wasn't like fully ready to dominate right away but he's been putting together like a lot of good performances as of late and i think eventually with like a better defensive line around him he could actually be like a starting three technique in this league and i know coming out of high school like he was actually a higher rated recruit than even jalen carter was so he has all the physical mm -hmm. tools the physical you know attributes and you know he just has to put it all together and i'm not sure this coaching staff is the one to like help him put it all together um but I would definitely say Javon Dexter. Like he's he's shown flashes of actually being a really really high level player. Okay, that was actually mine. So that's a good pick. <laughs> yeah. Well, all actually, right. so no, I'm no, gonna go next, that. and I'm gonna go with Tyreek Stevenson. I think also in the same light with like he's getting better week by week. We see that obviously cornerback rookie is such a hard position to play, like it's just islands most of the time, and there's so many times it's like. You, when you mess up the whole world sees because there's a 50 yard flag right because of pass interference or there's a wide open wide receiver compared to when javon dexter messes up there might be a seven yard run that he should have covered the hole or taken on the double team mm -hmm. but like you know we don't see that from our angle unless they're showing replays right so i would say tyreek has been coming to his own but there's actually a bigger point that i want to make and this is why i am a fan of ryan poles we already excluded Darnell Wright because we already know, yo, that's that's a hit, right? Perfect. Probably yeah. the highest rated rookie tackle. And we've seen him not only just like by stat watching, but on tape, he's held his own against a lot of these good pass rushers. So we're looking at this list right now. You have Darnell Wright, which we'd all agree is a checkbox, right? Like that's good. We get thumbs up. That's a good pick. Maybe two thumbs up. Javon Dexter, we'd say, you know, we've seen some uh you know positive things overall at least give like one thumbs up T same with tyreek stevenson one thumbs up 
I want you to go back and try to think of draft classes. When's the last time where, first of all, we have a first round pick, but your top three picks, whatever rounds they are, like your early ones, which typically were more the talent is or supposed to be, you're hitting on, right? That's how you build a team. Right now, it, it is nice to get some Eddie Jackson's in the four, some, uh, well, wait a minute, Braxton Jones, right? What was he? He was four, round four, five. So we've Good even round. done some of that, right? Mm -hmm. And the most recent one I can think of is probably the the Jalen Johnson, Cole Komet draft, but we didn't have a first there. We had two seconds, and I can't remember who our third was in that draft. But overall, like, you, you, you look at this and you, you kind of feel more confident in polls. Right. With all his moves that he's done. So I'm actually that's why I want him to be here like for the next season, because we have even more draft capital. I'd probably say about this. No, we have more. So we have two first rounds. I would love to see what he can do with that, whether that's trading back, whatever it is. I, I feel like I haven't been this confident about someone about a GM and their picks in a long while. And it doesn't mean he's perfect. Right. He missed on Velas, Right. But, it, you know, he has way more hits than misses and his hits are also your most valuable picks, which is mm -hmm. more important because when you hit on those, right, that's where you find your all pros, your, you know, possibly your hall of famers, things like that. You know, you're not finding Brady's in the draft, every draft. So I'm more excited about that, that we even get to have a conversation and we all could say there's three people. We could all pick someone different from that compared to, you know, some drafts with pace don't even have a first round. And then some of them, it's like, you got one guy out of it or what's the, or the second round you took uh, the tight end from that small school. Why well, can't think of his name? Big boy. You don't know talk about Adam Shaheen. No, he he trade he, Shaheen. Yes, yeah, Shaheen. Baby right? Gronk. He traded up for him. Baby Gronk. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's nice to just be in a place where you're like, oh yeah, you know, these guys look promising, and they're going to help. First of all, they're going to be on this team, and they're going to help improve mm -hmm. this team. So. No, I agree with all that. I honestly, it's like. Donnell Wright, you know, Dexter, Stevenson. Um, one player that I think is maybe underrated, he doesn't have a lot of snaps. He has 176 snaps on the season. So to compare that, Tyreek Stevenson, who plays corner, he has 594. Um, and the one that has played 176 is Terrell Smith, the other corner, who I thought has played pretty well, you know, when, when the Bears have gone to him. He actually has, again, he's played, you know, 400, almost like 350, 370 less snaps. So his grade is going to be a little bit different. Um, but his coverage right now is a 65.5, according to PFF, which is very, very high. Um, you compare that to, again, Stevenson, who's at 48.9, which is not great. He's obviously struggled, but he's also been asked, you know, tasked to do a lot more um, with the Bears um, as a rookie. Um, but Terrell Smith, I mean, he has a, I was looking at um, his passer rating when, Targeted to 74.4. He has two pass breakups, no picks, um, and he's only given up 115 yards. Um, so for me, it's like I think it's hard to pick here because you guys all kind of had some, you know, awesome picks. You throw in Darnell Wright, um, even Roshan Johnson, the concussion yep. kind of messed up his, you know, you know, swing of things. He was kind of getting the groove. He just has not been able to really get out on the field as much as we thought. Um, but Roshan Johnson's awesome. Um Again, I would probably go with Terrell Smith, uh, even Tyler Scott, who has played relatively well. Um, he's had some splash plays for a rookie. So I think overall, Vicky, you nailed it. Just the the fact that polls hit on a lot of these, even if they're not stars, just quality depth yeah. over the next couple of years and their youth is going to be 
awesome, especially when the Bears eventually, you know, stay with me here, get into their window as far as being able to contend, not just for the division, but perhaps a Super Bowl. This is what you want. You want to build depth, build through the draft, and I think it's a good start. Um, and again, Darnell Wright, I, probably a staple. Um, that, that that pick, you know, you look Easy. at Jalen Carter. What, um, because Jalen Carter, I think, is going to be awesome. But you could look at both of those guys. I think 10 years from now, it's like you couldn't really go wrong. You know, I think either way, perhaps, you know, Jalen Carter is a little bit better, but it's just maybe more impactful. But the fact that Darnell Wright is playing the way he has already, um, he's already passed a lot of great tests. So, um, anyways, yeah, I think great, uh, great draft. Great draft. He's got to keep it up. You got to yeah. get if you can get, if you can get two more of these, especially with the capital that they're going to have here yeah. in the next. You know, even depends if they trade. They're probably going to trade back in in April. Um, yeah. We don't know if it's going to be the number one or where they're going to. But the fact that you probably end up with two top five picks, maybe one just outside the top five, you're going to be able to recoup even more capital. And I think that Ryan Poles is actually really good at doing that. So, um, thank you. Do we have um, um, any questions? First of all, if you guys have questions, I'm not sure if I said it, throw them in the chat. We're going to go ahead and move forward to our bold predictions here um, for yeah. this Bears versus Vikings game. Um, and before we do that, you- let me give some shout outs first. So we do have some, okay. we got an OG shout out here from Sam. He said, OG, uh, OGY. K W T F G O O G, you know what the fuck go, maybe so. But I was trying my best there, but appreciate that, what. Sam. <laughs> yeah, that you might need to us. explain that acronym for me. Yeah. I tried my best. And then we have uh, a new face gang here from Antonio Esparza, where he said he just subbed on Sunday after that meltdown. So we appreciate that. Thank you guys for being yep. here. And then we do have one question that I feel like we could do right now. Um, same okay. one from Antonio as well. He said, what has polls done to keep his job? He has nine wins in two seasons. I think this was directed at me when I said we should keep polls. And this is how I, this is just my personal opinion, how I feel the GM gets you the players, mm-hmm. right? That's all they do. Get you the players and give you the flexibility to keep getting players. Good players has nothing to do with how those players do on the field. Polls has no hands involved in that other than like, you know, <laughs> collaborating with his coaches to be like, this is the type of player we're looking at, or this is the type of player that would fit this scheme X, Y, and Z. So the wins, just like I was not a quarterback stat. I'm not necessarily, at least this early on, cause it's been a rebuild, right? We just talked about that. I'm not tying that so much to him. Like I, that goes coaching first and then I would go GM. So if we get new coaches in here, and it's still garbage, then I'll be like, okay, this might be a polls issue as well. So this is my thoughts. DWC, what what do you think? I totally agree. You said it best. I mean, you have, you have to look at the process and like the players he acquired and not just look at the results yet because over time, good process leads to good results, but it doesn't happen right away, right? And he took over an absolute shit show um, with the Chicago Bears when he took over, right? Like he had to make over the entire roster. He had very little cap space the first year and like 50 free agents he had to acquire or he had to resign, whatever. So it was always going to be like a two to three year process. And right now he's in, you know, he's in year two. The results have not really been there, but you're already starting to see like some of his vision uh, starting to come into fruition, right? Like, you know, DJ Moore having a good season, um, TJ Edwards having a good season, like um, Montez Sweat, who we acquired having a good season as well. So like he's acquired some good players, the coaches and not put them in good position to succeed because he picked the wrong head coach. Which, yeah, you can knock him for for picking Matt Eberflus, but you know, overall, I think there's a lot to be optimistic about. And 
I'm almost like 99% sure he's going to be the GM next year. Like, I don't think there's any chance they're going to get rid of polls this early. No, I don't think so. The question is, do you think he actually picked uh, polls? I mean, if he picked himself, Eberflus. did he actually pick Eberflus right in team? So, because you know how the Bears he, he, are. He said in his presser, he said in his presser that was fully his decision. I mean, obviously, he could have just like been lying to cover the McCaskies for that, but yeah. I, I, I think he, yeah. I don't know. I, also, I like when you say, you know, when you start a new job, you know, and you get thrown in and they're like, hey, we did a lot of this research for you, but it's totally up to you. But we have this guy, you know, he's really, really good. And they, they you know, gas, you know, flus up. They have that meeting and it's almost you, you almost get that like, um, not a bias, but it's and you almost feel obligated to at least listen. And then you feel, you don't really want to start. I mean, you, it takes some balls to be like, yeah, you know, great job guys, but um, he's not my guy, you know. That would be tough for anyone to do. So I don't know if Ryan Poles really would do that. And the fact is, Flus, he could have interviewed great, said all the right things. You know, it really when it comes to coaching, it really you don't you don't figure out if they're good until they really start. You know, some guys you know, some guys you know, um, but they didn't but even feel, interview I Mike like, McDaniel, man. But I feel like it's That's like, most like job. I don't feel like it was his. I feel like it's what like most jobs. The interview is just you, you know, you could put on a great face and show up and not do yeah. shit. You know what I mean? You could lie. Yeah, no, you have no idea. So you have literally no idea. Your degree so I don't even really something I else. And yeah. I don't even blame what them you guys, for the yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, what did you guys think when we first initially hired him? Right. Because I wasn't the happiest, to be honest, because I wanted an offensive-minded guy, but I was like, I'm willing to give this guy a chance because he wasn't. Yeah, I always I mean yeah. I feel like it's not fair to not give him a chance. Right. And at the end of the day, they know way more than I do. So even if they make a wrong decision, I can't be like, oh, I can go in there and find the guy. Fuck. No, I can't. Like these, these are, they had a whole, they had a whole group, right. That went out there and did interviews and they, you know, they had their talks and they went down on a final decision. So I'm always going to be like, am I going to be hopeful that it's going to work out? No, because it hasn't since lovey. But am I going to be like, oh, this isn't the guy? No, I, I, I have no idea. And they don't either, you know, because if they knew where they were at now, they wouldn't have hired them. But they did. So it's, it's just so, it's just the name of the business. We just are unlucky in that we never get the roll of the dice to go our way. So I've been uh, I've been getting tagged in this tweet from when they hired Flus, And uh, I commented on the Bears tweet um, when they announced it or whatever. And how what I put was. You know, because there's a lot of people like dogging on it. And I was like, I wasn't overall happy. But at the end of the day, I was like, okay, I got to give this guy a chance. So I tweeted underneath someone else, someone's comment. I said, it can always be worse. And I put Nagy and I put Tressman like in there, in like in photos. I've been tagged so many times and they're like, it's worse. And I, I keep that every day. I get at least one, I get one person who's just like, you know, it's bad, Dave, you know, and I'm like, trust me, I know. So for me, I definitely was hesitant just because defense, Justin Fields, your guy, you want to really get this thing going offensively. You know, it just never really made sense to pair him with a defensive head coach. And and we may look back at that now, you know, may, we might look back five years from now when Justin is either on the Bears or, you know, God forbid, on another team performing really well. And he's doing it with it, you know, better coaching, offensive, probably, um, offense, offensive minded, I, I should say. And that right there um, will just be an indictment on the Bears, you know, on and how they, and even not not Ryan Poles to an extent, but if he really was like, yeah, let's go with this guy, you know, this makes sense for us. 
you know, that's a terrible, terrible, terrible start as far as being a GM. And then the Bears are just, they always fumbled the bag when it comes to the quarterback position. So I'm not surprised there. But yeah, I think it was a terrible hire just from the get go, just because it doesn't make sense when you have a young quarterback. You never go defense. Like, I just don't. I don't think that's smart. You know. Well, you know what? I, um, I'm okay with that because I, we just saw what happens when you. It's for me. I care less about what side you are. I care more about mm-hmm. are you the CEO or are your hands? Because at the end of the day, bro, a lot of these. Yeah. No, the greats, the greats, the greats. Right? You look at like. Uh, Andy Reid, right? Even Mike McDaniel, but he, you know, it's not like he's done anything. He hasn't proven anything. He has a great offense and he has some great weapons, but most of the great coaches kind of don't have their hands in like the little thing. They're not making, they're not doing all the play calling things like that. They kind of just run it. Like they're the CEO of the business. And we just saw what happened when Nagy was like, no, my offense, I'm involved, blah, 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 blah. blah. And it's like, yeah. yeah, but now other things are falling through the cracks. Now, obviously, Eberflus has not done a great job being the CEO either because we're not winning games. But for me, I kind of – and this is where you don't know. I have no idea how you handle – like, for example, Ben Johnson, great offensive coordinator. But you come here, you might instill your principles, but how do I know you are leading a team? I have no idea, right? You may be able to get an offense going. Great. But if everything else doesn't work, then what? why does it matter? So – I feel like mm-hmm. a head coach, along with the quarterback, those are the two hardest things to predict how they're going to go because there's yeah. so many variables that are tied in that you can't predict before they step foot in and you see what they do. So it's almost – I know it sucks, but it's really like a coin flip. And then, unfortunately, we've just – like if we are guessing heads every time, we've just gotten tails like three times in a row. So – like we hit heads with Lovey, it lasted a great time, and then we just keep getting fucking tails. Yeah. So we, all you can hope for is that this next flip, <laughs> like it, it's a heads. Or if you see a spin, it's about to land on tails. You know, hopefully, polls someone comes in and flips that bitch over. So we'll have to wait. wait that is such a funny analogy. I don't know. That is that's good one, Vicky. You got to keep that one on the background. That's that's funny. So I want to bring up uh, the Ghost of Juju Gribes comment here. He goes, "Can't be the coach's fault every year. Just can't be." The reason I'm bringing this up, one, I agree. But two, my wife said the same thing to me today because I was talking about the coaching. I'm like, this is terrible. I don't even know why. I was just eating lunch and I was talking about, that's how how bad the Bears had me fucked up. I'm just talking about the coaching at lunch. But she was just like, it can't be the coaches every year, can it? And I'm like, no, trust me. It really can be. Like, Nagy, (laughs) he was great for a little bit. So I went down this little rabbit hole trying to explain to her. I'm like, it really is coaching. But I'm like, I do sound a little ridiculous, you know, like she's like, it's not the quarterback. He's not, you know, I'm like, it, all right, whatever. It's so. not coaching every game, right? Cause the NFL is a week by week basis. But when you take the summation, like you take a step back and you review the season, you kind of mm-hmm. feel like, Oh wow, there's a lot of coaching. Now there's other things like Nagy. There was times where it's like, it's coaching, but the other times it's like Mitch Trubisky can't throw a ball 15 yards. You know what I mean? So it's kind of hard to be like, well, Nagy, you, cause we saw times where like he, he schemed people open easily mm-hmm. and then it's like the ball wasn't thrown there we've even seen that with fields earlier on right this earlier on this year where there was dudes wide open and he missed them tyson bajan did the same thing when i was there live there was two times actually tyler scott Darnell mooney doing like deep crossers wide open so then you, you look at that and go well that's not coaching unless you're telling them that's not your read right so there is we don't have all the information but again that's why the NFL is so crazy is because it's a chess game. There is so many pieces that are involved in. And I just think it's e- since the head coach is 
the biggest piece other than the GM. Like they have so much underneath them, just like a bad business. When businesses fail, a lot of times you look up at the top and you go, oh yeah, their their leadership is garbage, right? So it's easy for me to be like, yeah, that kind of makes sense, right? So whether you can even right. go higher with the Bears, right? Can't always be the coaching. Well, you could just look from the organization standpoint. Maybe it's the McCaskies, right? I think they've taken a step back, which is good. Right. But overall, right. We've complained about them as well. So, and you don't just see that yeah. with the bears. You see this with like, my, I'm a Knicks fan. We saw this with Dolan, right? That's everyone talked about James Dolan and he always intervened and everything went wrong. The man took two steps back and the Knicks have been in the playoffs two of the past three years, like the best streak in a long time. So there is definitely some importance to that. The problem is we don't have enough information to pinpoint exactly on what, you know, what certain thing based off only what we can see week to week. But it's it's probably a, like the, the the percentage is split through everybody involved. But obviously, the ones that have the highest percentage is going to be polls, coaching, and then your quarterback. So that's just my opinion, though. I agree. So I agree. Well, enough of that. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to make no, everyone sad here because it just no, <laughs> I just yeah. looked at all just your faces believe. and no one is happy <laughs> to be on this podcast no, right no. now. So man it's just like i just saw the faces like melt just like yeah this 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 sucks it sucks here we go again right yeah 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 yeah. (laughs) anyway so let's go on to the next thing we'll finish here we'll be going for a while um we'll go ahead and finish up with the bears versus vikings um obviously it's a big game it's the next right monday night football it's the next test for justin Fields. so dwc what me and Fick have been doing um or before justin's return we wanted to establish kind of what we want how we wanted to grade what we expected from justin heading into these final seven games um and we kind of brought up um how we're doing it is you know he needs to check a box he needs to check these uh at least five or six boxes which is you know to be able to like really show that he might be the guy to return next season so how it works is like against the lions we're checking that box. Like he, he did well. We're checking it. Yeah. He did. That's one for one moving into the next test. It's the Minnesota Vikings. It's almost poetic because the team that, you know, he got injured, you know, was because of the blitzing, you know, the, the coaching staff. I know we just talked about it, but they were not ready. They felt like they were not prepared. They did not help have their players, the offensive line, just, it just looked like a mess in that entire first half. And then you, he gets hurt early in the third it's it's funny now that he gets to go Monday Night Football. Josh, you know, is it Josh Dobbs? I know it's yeah. Dobbs, right? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And you have a really interesting opportunity here to really set the tone. Yeah, the Lions game sucks. We've seen it before. The Bears melt down. They can't close. They can't win. Well, you know, kind of, you know, similar to that Monday Night Football game against the Pittsburgh Steelers against his rookie, it was his rookie year. Why? Why can't we get another one of those? So that's how I'm feeling. He needs to check at least five or six boxes. Um, this one is his next test. So he, for me, I think it's a big one, especially whenever it comes to prime time. I think it's the last one the Bears have, you know, uh, this God. season. No better way to do it on the national stage. Um, and so for me, we're going to get to our bold predictions here. Bears versus Vikings. Uh, Ficky, before we do, do you have any stats you want to bring up, man? Yeah, yeah. I know you said I you had a couple. Do. First, I want to say on. this. Yeah, first I want to say this is Fields typically actually plays well on primetime. So I feel like Monday night, he goes crazy. So why not? You know what I mean? I think he does. He has, I think if you look like at some of his best games, they held on it during primetime. So I'm definitely excited about that. Now, you did talk that this Vikings defense, right, is the number one uh, blitzing defense in the league. And we saw that like 
literally out the gate from the game, which I was at, of course. That's why they get destroyed. But uh, previously, um, but an interesting stat is that fields against the blitz this year has actually been quite impressive versus blitz, which is at least five, five people coming, not your standard four. He has a 92.7 quarterback rating and four touchdowns. So he's actually done a great job of delivering the ball, facing the blitz. Now, obviously, he's taken some sacks, right? That's going to happen with blitz. And then, obviously, we know he holds the ball just a little bit too long. So it'll be interesting to see how how the Vikings game plan against field. They're going to resend a lot of pressure like they did the first week, or are they going to play how they did against against uh the who they play last week uh broncos last week because last week they actually dialed back like their least amount of pressures are blitzes sent uh compared to the rest of their what 10 weeks so it'd be interesting to see there and then another key factor was there was another uh a, a graph on twitter basically showing like like effectiveness of pass blocking and then on your y-axis and then on the x-axis it was the effectiveness of your run blocking uh, and then basically, if you hit the top white quad, the top top right quadrant, that was like your g- pretty good pass blocking team and a pretty good run blocking team. Yeah. Guess who's in that quadrant? The Bears, right? They just snuck in, so it's not like they're like exceeding like crazy. But as we've seen the past, what three, four games, basically once Nate Davis kind of well, once Tevin, well to say Nate Davis just got back, but even when Tevin Jenkins kind of shifted over and it was Cody and Lucas, like they were still kind of clicking. And then especially when Braxton Jones got back. So basically I say all this to say one of the big matchups is that defense and pressure like Daniel Hunter, who has like 12 and a half sacks second in the league, first in quarterback hits, got to shut him down. And then I think Wanham who has like six sacks, So like, he's got a good amount. I think he had one and a half last week. So it's going to be interesting to see how that works. Offensive line versus defensive line versus fields dealing with the blitz. You know how often that comes. So I think really, again, say this every week, trenches is where the game is won. I think this is going to be a real, a real test to see mm-hmm. how well this offensive line really is and see how fields deals with the pressure that's going to be sent from, uh, I think it's Bulls, right? Not Bulls. It's, uh, is it Todd Bulls? No, Todd Bulls is the head coach of the Bucks, right? I can't remember who the... Oh, it's Brian Flores. There it is. Brian Flores. Yep. 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 So that that's kind of like my takeaway from this Vikings matchup to see like who's going to win in the trenches. DWC, what's your, what's your thoughts on, on that or any other takeaways? Yeah, honestly, not much to add. Like you said it best. Like I think last game against the Vikings, that was probably one of the field's worst games he played this year. I mean, not fully. He only played like a half, right? But you could tell the pressure really was getting to him. And I know you brought up the stats about him being good against the blitz, but I feel like in that game, he wasn't that good against the blitz, probably because he didn't no. have like answers for the blitz, right? So I just want to see like how he grows against that same team, right? Because now he has film on that team and I'm sure they're going to change it up. So it's not going to be the same game plan as they had, you know, last time against us, but it's also going to be on coaching too, right? To give him opportunities to get the ball out quickly. Like last game against the Vikings, I think some, some of the film people are showing like they're on some plays, like they're, Really, it wasn't really, you know, any place for Fields to go with the ball. Obviously, he did miss some guys, too, in that game, which he does sometimes. Like, he has a bad habit of sometimes just missing guys downfield. So, I just really want to see him, like, if he can succeed against a defense like this where he completely, like, kind of failed against them last time. So, like, if, if he has a decent stat line, like, I don't know, like, 200, 250 passing yards, I'm not trying to pull, like, a number on it, but right, more just, like, how he plays in this game, like, how he's managing the game. Um, Can he move the ball down the field? Can the Bears use the mobility, too, to – 
move the ball down the field because I think his mobility also could be pretty big in this game because against a blitz heavy defense um, that goes man to man sometimes, like there should be opportunities oh, yeah. to like quarterback to run. Right. And back then um, uh, he wasn't really using his mobility as much, right? Like he only has 100 plus yard rushing game, which came in the last game. And obviously like last mm-hmm. year he had multiple of those games. So I want to see fields moving on the run. I still want to see him like throwing the football too. And um, defense also should be important in this game, right? Like, we're not only just worried about Justin Fields. Like, I want to see the defense growing as well. And last game against yeah. Kirk Cousins, like, we had a pretty good game in that one, right? Like, we only yeah. allowed, well, like, 14 or 17-something points, 17, right? 17-something like so, that. Yeah, it wasn't that much. Yeah, it was under time it's Josh, Yeah, it's Josh Dobbs playing now, right? So, it, it should, <laughs> in theoretically, like, be a better performance against this team. Um, I'm not going to say, like, we're going to play better, though, because, obviously, the Vikings are playing a lot better football right now. But especially if Justin Jefferson is not playing in this game, which it seems like I th- he's not going to be I playing. I think he is, right? Well, he is tweeted, he like, back? I don't care about your – He tweeted, I don't I care about that. your fans. Games. Like, I just want to get healthy. And I think Adam Schefter also said, like, maybe the uh, most likely outcome could be, like, him coming back next game because they have a oh, bye week next week. So, yeah. And yeah, if he so does he play, it'll be it'll be in limited fashion. There's yeah, no way he'll be – I think it's a hamstring, right? Yeah. Yeah. So, so I, I doubt it. Yeah, so if he doesn't but, play, like the Bears defense should hopefully have a good game. Yeah. Um, I agree that the, I mean the Packers were on a five game win streak. They got it snapped. They lost to the the Broncos last yeah. week, which the Broncos are kind of kind of honest. I think they're, well, on Russell five, I think they're on a win streak. I I know people dog on Russell, but he's been balling out Russell. Who calls him Russell? I just realized that. I'm Russ. Uh he's like I've never heard just, Russell. Like you've heard Russell Wilson. Like I've never heard dad. someone just <laughs> Russell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's in trouble or something. Um, but Russ has been balling out this year. I think like his he has one of the highest uh touchdowns. He's top uh, five, yeah. But you know who's also up there? Fields. He all he, he well, he's 12 mm-hmm. and 12 touchdowns 12 and, and six. six interceptions. And you know what he has the highest percentage in he in in touchdown percentage 6.5 percent is first in the nfl in touchdown percentage the only problem is the bears don't pass enough for that to be yeah. like super I mean, he had 23 <laughs> attempts last week you know so that's why a lot of people are like oh 169 yards and then they just ignore the fact that he had 104 on the ground like how, why are we doing that that i don't know well, problem is our I, run game so good the run game's still good so i get why yeah, i would not the it's Lions tough, were it's like just as good, good at the run game as well, and the Bears oh, just beat them to it, man, like at their own game. So the fact that you go into this game against the Vikings, who they lost to the Denver, you know, their win streak, they're, you know, is snapped. They are six and five, but the Bears, you can't tell me they could be five and six right now. They could easily be five and six, yeah, a game behind the more. Vikings. So this team, you know, you play, you just went up now that, you know, you played really well against the Lions in Detroit, which, you know, you ask anybody, um, I think Cole Komet even said it too. It was one of the loudest environments he's ever been in. So you go into Minnesota, right? No, is it at home? Uh, no, because I was at the Minnesota. It's away. Yeah, oh, yeah. Away. Yeah, you're, you're right. Um, it's away. It's in Minnesota. So, I mean, that's a tough place to go into and, and win. But it's whole nation. And it's on Monday night. So for me, it's like it's going to be interesting. So we'll get to the bold predictions here. Josh Dobbs, Minnesota Vikings, DWC. Um, we, we'll let you get start with the honors, man. Um, bold prediction for this yeah. game. Bold prediction. I'll say Justin Fields goes off for. It's probably going to come off as like a delusional take, but 250 no. plus passing yards somehow. Somehow. Oh, that's not bad. 
I was thinking yeah, if bad, you said right? delusion, like, I was no, thinking we go, like four hundred. We go way worse. <laughs> <laughs> that is nothing, yeah, man. Get yeah. out of here with that. Yeah, kind of yeah compared to what we've <laughs> said, yeah, okay. you're, you're fine. Trust me, they're not. They will not come for you. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's funny. No, because like yeah. obviously, like last game, he struggled kind of against this same Vikings team. So I really feel like if he gets no, it the is ball kind of bold, quickly, yeah. Like it, there should be opportunities to like get yards after the catch. Like, it's not necessarily yeah. even going to be him like taking shots downfield, but like. Get a slant to DJ Moore. He gets behind the defense. Boom, like 60, 70-yard touchdown. That could happen against a defense like this that's super aggressive, right? So mm -hmm. I don't think it's crazy to say that Fields could have a good statistical outing to some extent in this game if we can just get up, get the ball out quickly. And um, obviously, Bears fans, I think, will be, will be pretty happy if he had a stat line anywhere close to that. So, yeah. That's okay. a good one. I'm also happy about that if that happens. So most of our bold predictions are like, please, please, please. They normally don't hit, but <laughs> definitely, definitely keeps me hopeful. Um, for mine, I'm gonna the, the in the past six games out of five of them, this defense has only allowed 22 points or less. The Vikings, not ours. My bold prediction is that somehow we get to 30. I think we break the 30 mark. It doesn't mean we'll win, but we're gonna okay. break the 30 mark. That that's my bold prediction. Okay. So I don't um, care I'm how going we get special teams, defense, offense, a mix, but we'll get there. I think we do we do typically two bold predictions. So I'm I'm gonna start here and then I'll go back. I'll, I'll start it'll be like a snake draft. I'll, snake I'll do, draft I'll, I'll get them out okay. too, yeah, real quick. <laughs> so I'm going Justin Fields to, to start. Um he is going to have I want to do it, but I'm not going to. I'm gonna stick with four total touchdowns. I almost went with five. I was feeling Jesus. real crazy. I don't know why, yeah, wow. but I really do believe that he's gonna come out. And he's going to just continue this momentum, um, and he's going to get four total touchdowns. So I'm thinking two on uh, through the air and two on the ground. I think it's going to be. I think he's going to have like a very similar mix of like. I think it's going to be similar to the Detroit game, but just maybe on steroids. Just as far as maybe 130, 140 rushing, and then maybe 200 yards passing. So I think it's just going to be a little bit more amplified, um, just because I think the Vikings are vulnerable. Um, on the defensive side, and I think they're going to. I think the Bears. I know we just talked about how terrible this coaching staff is. I think they're going to be prepared. They have they have, you know, ample so. time here. Monday night football. So. They don't want to get embarrassed. Um, you know, they just you know, historic loss to the Lions. I just think they're going to be ready. Can you guys hear that? Yeah. No, I couldn't hear that. You <laughs> good? I just had an ad play in my ear. And it was oh, so loud because I'm on the ESPN. <laughs> I'm on the ESPN app or website, and it just randomly played so loud. It scared my the shit out of you. <laughs> scared the shit out of me, and then also like I feel like I, I'm like in shock right now. Um, so did I even say my second poll prediction? No, you haven't yet. Okay, <laughs> it just it just knocked me off tilter, man. This man doesn't um, even know where he's at right now. So I said, <laughs> I swear to God, he was so loud. I wish I could just play. Anyways. Let me get locked in here. Four touchdowns from Fields, and this is where it gets fun. Josh Jobs has been an awesome story. He's going to turn the ball over three times. I know Bro, Jared Goff already did it. Mine. You literally oh, took well, mine. good. Same I'm number. Going, no I'm joke. going got, three got turnovers. It. I'm not saying picks. I'm saying it can come in two fumbles and a, and a pick or two picks. I don't know. He's going to turn the ball over three times. And here's the thing. The funny thing is the Vikings still could win that game. I don't know. But um, well, we just saw that. And that doesn't mean yeah. anything. So. But, I just, <laughs> but I feel I feel like he's going to come. I think the defense is really playing. Again, They it's almost in spurts, but they just need to put full, a full 60 minutes together. And I feel yeah, like they're they getting close. And they might not do it the, this year, but I feel like maybe next year and maybe, yeah, about a, maybe a year or two away before they can really start 
doing it on a consistent basis and locking teams up for step full 60. So for me, I think the, the, the turnover battle, I think the bears win it with, um, you know, Dobbs turning it over three times, but those are my two predictions. Um, and then I think it goes back to you, Ficky, man. No, it goes to DWC. I'm, I'm dead last. And that gives me time to think of another one since you <laughs> finally stole oh, yeah. mine. <laughs> See, yeah. I told you that ad just messed me up, dude. Yeah, no, worries. no wait. I'm last out of wait, wait a second, DJ. See real quick. Say last yeah. year. Said why are your bold predictions positive? Keep it real. They're bold, man. We, we got to be positive. We got to be hopeful. We'll be we negative. Negative predictions. The, the, the pre-show is ha- the, the the pre-show is happy. The post-show is negative. I can't be negative through all of this. That's that's tough. Yeah, Dave is flustered. Dude, I, I <laughs> all right, sorry, DWC. Yeah, no, you did. I, I'm gonna go with a completely random one. I'm I'm not sure why I thought of this, but a defensive lineman gets an interception in this game. Somehow oh. it's going to happen. We got, Yo, we got big boys shit. up front, right? Like Andrew Billings putting I his like hands up. One. Somebody's going to get oh. an interception. Somebody's going to pick pick it off. I'm not sure who it's it, going to be, but some guy on the defensive line is going to get intercepted somehow. If Billings gets an interception, because he's a big oh, that, boy, I'll buy I'll buy his jersey immediately. You can hold me to that. <laughs> if he gets an interception in this game, his sure. T-shirt will be bought. Absolutely. Or his a jersey. Yeah, got to, man. He's been balling out, though. Like, what a great signing. Worth the yeah. extension. So, I, I I would love to see that. I would love to see that. Man, during that I whole like time. I like that one too, a lot. Did, yeah, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a real one. bold one. That's like out of left field. The last so. time we've had a defensive lineman, you know, interception. Like, Man, the I, only I, time I, I can. I, oh, you know what? I know who. Defensive tackle who now retired from the league back in 2019. He got one. What's his name? Uh, Eddie Goldman. Eddie Goldman got one. Did he? Oh, I remember. Oh. Yes, I remember that one. Like almost in the red zone ish area. I remember. I can't tweeting, remember who like, it was against. Uh, I think I said I tweeted Eddie Goldman, uh, wide receiver one, because we were well, he had two. That. He had two that two. Yeah, I think it was twenty nineteen. Yeah. No way. I don't know I why. I there ain't no way. I he think so, bro. I think so. Yeah, it was wild. Some wild plays. One of them was like a tip, and then the other one, I think he read a screen and like jumped it. I could be tripping. Oh, please don't, please don't correct me live on air. Just let me know after. (laughs) You get to your both. both. They're both like I look at them both. They're both just typing away. I'm like, oh my god, I could be completely wrong. I'm pretty sure it was Eddie Goldman, wasn't it? No, Eddie Goldman has zero career interceptions according to um, Stat Muse. He has zero career. Oh, then who was it? It was a defensive tackle. No, I'm who, sure you're yeah, you're thinking about somebody. I can't remember who it is. Um who was a defensive tackle with him? It wouldn't have been a no, because next to him was a keem, and it wasn't a keem. Was it Bilal Nichols? Because I know Bilal Nichols was there. Nichols. Like, for, it was Nichols. Oh, Look at yes, Nichols I think you're right. I will it might be Nichols. I, I got you. Okay. Well, it was a defensive tackle. Nichols Sorry, I'll definitely has, take that. Oh, I was looking at 2023 NFL season. Never mind. Oh. Uh Ooh. Yeah, so maybe Eddie Goldman could have had a few. Maybe I could. Maybe hopefully I can still be right. Okay, well, he, well, he, well, he does have an interception back in 2020. Okay, he went, and he returned it seven yards. One. Yeah, 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 yeah. I knew we had one. I remember that. Okay, he didn't have two, but he had one. Oh, okay. So go. I'm I'm gonna still take the L. I was kind of wrong, but that does make my brain feel a little bit better. And during the whole time, I still didn't think of uh, the final bold prediction. Hmm, that's tough. <laughs> <laughs> I because I was so sold on that d- three turnovers, Dave. I was like, "There's no way Dave's picking that." Dave barely yeah. picks defense. I got it. How about this? Montez Sweat got his first sack last game. He snap count was 
low as hell. I don't know why. Like 39 snaps or something like that. I know we didn't talk about that, but he was on the him and uh, I think it was it Edwards or Tremaine Edmonds were out like the final drive on defense, like the whole thing. I'm like, wouldn't you want like two of your your highest played player and then your best player on the field during the final drive? And then like Fluce's like answer to it was like, well, you know, we'd like to have him out on the field more. You're the coach. Put him <laughs> out there. <laughs> What? Who's saying don't go out there? I doubt he's like, yeah, don't put me out there, coach. Like that makes no sense. Anyway, so I just want to ramble. But the the uh, my final bold prediction is Monte Sweat two sacks this game. It's gonna happen. And I know that may not seem super bold, but he's only had one with us. So to double it. So I did. My that reminds me. I'm not gonna brag here. My bold prediction last week was that Sweat would get a sack. Right. You got that one right. Yeah, I got did. that one. Which is rare. These bold predictions rarely come. You know, they don't come. <laughs> I mean, that's their bold. Often, if, so. if we're hitting on our bold predictions, they're not that yeah. bold, in my opinion. So, yeah. yeah. If we can hit on one though, that means it's good. It's good. I'm cool with that. Now, if Absolutely. DWC hits on his, I'm done giving bold predictions because that is so. <laughs> you, what you know? I'm what gonna I mean? have to like, buy one too at that point. I, I'm yeah, gonna bro. Video record this and like post it on my Absolutely, Twitter account. Absolutely, bro. Oh, oh yeah, it's going. We'll, we'll, yeah. both, they- we'll both get Billings jerseys and we'll have to rock them. But that's crazy. If that happens, yeah. bro, <laughs> we'll have to invite you back on just for bull prediction so you can give us another one because it will Sounds happen. Good. So. <laughs> 100%. 100%. So, um, So there's our bold predictions. We'll do our, you know, game predictions right now. And then we're going to, I think we have one little question here and we're going to get out of here. Um, We'll be going almost an hour and a half, which is crazy. Um, but you say, time out, time out, time out. You say that, but we, we do that like every show. <laughs> oh we do it yes but yeah, i feel like yeah, dwc yeah. is over here because we so before the show started guys i i when i looked dwc in the eyes i said i said hey tell me how much time you have he said i have nothing to do i said perfect perfect <laughs> and so now we're at an hour and 20 we're at an hour and 25 minutes for this pod dwc is like probably thinking like oh shit which <laughs> hey you should do your research man you knew this was gonna be <laughs> you know we I mean, last time it went 90 um, minutes too last time i was on your podcast yeah. it was also like 90 minutes oh so, so we're perfect yeah oh, yeah we typically on. 60 to 90 so but yeah we, we 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 always start and this is just like some fun insider stuff we're always like start the show me and dave are like yeah we'll keep it short let's try to go like 30 to 40 minutes and then yeah, yeah not even close <laughs> like not even we'll be at like topic two and it's 40 and i'm like yo dave we might I mean, need our shortest like five six hours if you wanted to right there's unlimited stuff yeah, to wait until them. they're good when they're good man we're gonna it's gonna be a 24 hour live stream we're just not gonna get <laughs> off we're, we're gonna be sleeping you know oh uh, my goodness yeah that, that's anyways. not happening so game <laughs> predictions i'm gonna start um okay. might as well um Bears, Vikings, Monday Night Football. I'm going 31-28 Vikings. I'm being serious here. Um, I think it's going to be a fun game. I think uh, – I'm sorry, 34-31 Vikings. Okay. I think it's going to be a heartbreaker again. I almost think OT. I think this game goes in overtime for some odd reason. I think we're just due for a, a fucking – well, not a sad game because we get a lot of those, but I feel like it's just going to be like an overtime heartbreaking loss. And – the well, thing is, it's going to be, I think, Fields will play well in it. And, yeah, I think this is just going to really suck, man. I think it's going to be a really tough loss. <laughs> I'm like, bro, so, we just went through it. And this man's like, yeah, no. well, you know what we really need? Another heartbreaking <laughs> loss. I'm like, no, this is worse. This is going to be worse. I'm telling you because I think the Bears are going to play so – there's going to be 31 points scored. <laughs> and I think Fields is going to have that four, three to four touchdown game. And it's going to be like 
Oh, it's somehow going to be worse than the Lions lost. Dave, so. why though? You, you just this man just came on and said, "Look, I'm just gonna I'm gonna be real. This like, is how I feel. This is how I legit feel. I feel like the the oh Vikings have some magic right now. Yeah, they lost to the Broncos, but they're vying for like you know a playoff position, wild card, and I think they're due for a little bit of magic here. Minnesota miracle. We you know we've seen it. I think we're just gonna get at the the short end of the stick here, and we're gonna be like, ah, oh, you know, Justin Fields. He looked so fucking good. But the Bears lost, and we're going to be in the same rabbit hole. So, anyways, I'm probably going to get some, some flash for that. If we have three turnovers and we still allow 38 points, how, how would that even – man, that would be a bad defensive performance, right? Because you predicted, like, three turnovers too, right? Damn. Yeah, so how it's going to work is we're going to get a pick, and we're going to go, like, score within, like, a play or two, and then get the ball back. So, time possessions can be, you know. So, Fair. I don't know how Fair it's going to – I don't know, DWC. Don't <laughs> Logic doesn't matter um, and the bold prediction. So, it's not factored in. It's just like, oh, if it happens, you know. Oh, Anyways. Uh, Bro, I'm just – I'm still just, like, perplexed that you, you just came on here boldly. Killed the mood. Yeah, it's going to be way worse than what we just <laughs> – the historic loss we just saw. So the losses this year that. are going to be very – they're going to be – they're going to feel terrible. Everyone have, but I didn't know we could get even worse. worse but they, no, but this one I feel that. like I, I just feel like we're I, maybe being yeah. I don't know why I said I feel like we're due because that's definitely not the right word. But I feel like it's just <laughs> due for loss. <laughs> yeah, the crystal ball just this makes sense on how this season's been playing out that that it would end that way. So yeah. DWC well, we don't we don't know how to win. So that's for sure. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna go. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna go a little bit lower scoring. I'm gonna go uh, 26-23 Vikings. I also Ooh. like Dave. Like I think it's gonna be pretty close. But the Vikings do have a top 15 defense, right? So like I don't think yeah. we're gonna score 30. Um, one again, we could definitely. Like I'm not saying we can't. We're but... scoring 31. I hope so, Dave. Dude. I just said, the defense has only given up 50. I mean 22 <laughs> in the past each game, like past five games. Yeah. So <laughs> yeah, not... like I have more faith. Josh in Dobbs magic. I... Yeah, I don't think Josh Dobbs is gonna score that many points against us like you can bookmark this and like expose me if i'm wrong i don't think he's gonna score <laughs> 30 plus um but yeah like you said do like I don't, I don't have any trust in our coaching staff to like close out a game especially on the road against a good team so i think it's going to come down to another fourth quarter justin fields can he put together the game winning drive but somebody's going to fuck up somewhere whether it's fields whether it's somebody dropping a pass and we're still not going to win the game sadly so <laughs> yeah i think it's losing we're just uh I don't even want to go, bro. Like, what, <laughs> like, like no, I get it. We I understand to. your pain. I do, I do. I get all your all your statements are factual. I understand it all. But I, I I came in here like, oh, I thought maybe someone would get a W along with me. So I'm the only one who's picking this team to win. And yes, DWC, we would never expose you because I could get exposed every week. <laughs> Trust me. So. I think I had the, I think I had one game a couple weeks ago. I don't even know where. It was maybe it was a month ago when Fields was playing. I think I had the Bears putting up like 42 points. Which well, the I'm oh, not yeah, that you went crazy. Was it the yeah, Washington? They weren't even close. No, no, no. He still I'm played very scored, well though. No, no. Washington was no, you you said like 42 and we scored like 17 or something like that, right? Was it that one? Something. Yeah, but anyways, our point is we could get exposed all the time. So don't worry. We will, we will not I try to keep it. I mean, yours is actually like the most realistic. So that's <laughs> compared to Dave's. I mean, man said 34. I mean, it could happen. They're dropping that's the problem with this team. The problem with this team is you don't fucking know. Like anything can it's happen. NFL we, too. We, yeah. You just don't know. Okay. So what's Done your rambling. prediction? 
Yeah, here we go. 23-20 Bears. All right. The defense, deep, no, nah, it doesn't go with my bold prediction, right? Bold Is prediction. it a Santos game winner? No. I think okay. we have the lead, and they score. Like, like it's going to be like, oh, my God, are we about to blow I, this again? Right? Holding no, your, I'm not holding your seats. Your, We're uh-huh. up 10. I'm going to say like 23-13. They marched down because our two-minute defense is horrible. Onside kick or something, or they kick it off. We hit the ball to, to end it, to end the game. Just like how we did last time, and we find a way. And we find a okay. way. Okay. Well, hey, um, I know we want to get out of here. Yeah, I know we, we have. Hope. I'm just trying to make a little hope for us, right? Just something. <laughs> no, I, I love it. Like, like I want to pick a Bears win too, but I've been burned too many times this year. Where like I'm not going to pick a Bears win rest of the year unless it's like against a shitty team like the Panthers. Yeah, that's so, realistic. That's realistic. <laughs> I hope you're right, Vicky. I really do. Um, but I, anyways, so we have Antonio here. He goes, Hey guys, you know, before we go, can we get predictions for the Thanksgiving games tomorrow? So we'll do these real quick. Um, tomorrow we have three games, which is crazy. Thanksgiving is going to be lit, man. Food, Friday football, too. um, fr- and the black Friday. Friday. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Well, we'll do Thanksgiving games. Um, awesome. unless you want to, we'll do, I don't know. I don't Packers know. lions, 1130 AM DWC. Who's winning this game? Uh, Lions, hundred percent. Um, I'm gonna go. Are we doing score prediction too, or what? Yeah, up to you. Yeah, give a score. All right, um, Why not? I'll, I'll go Lions, uh, thirty-one to uh, it's, what fourteen. I, I think Lions should be winning this. Um, okay. I'm gonna double down. Home. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Thanksgiving's always in Detroit. Yep. So I'm gonna yes. go thirty-one seventeen Lions. I was thinking already like basically okay. the same stuff. I'm going. This cannot be clipped, but I'm going Packers sneaking this one out. Oh. 24-21. I'm feeling fucking <laughs> weird, dude. I'm trying to give my honest predictions here, and I just feel like Jordan Love and company somehow is going to win this game. Lions are going to – I don't know. I feel like they're going to feel the pressure. I don't – I blame that ESPN. I blame that ESPN ad, bro. Got your the, brain all jumbled in there. It, it really did shock me. I can't wait till I don't know. I'm going to watch that back like as soon as this show is done because that shit – that fucked with me, man. Like it, like, it was weird. Um, and I tried to find the ad again to play it so you guys could hear, and I can't find it. So, anyways, mm-hmm. um, Commanders Cowboys followed up um, at three thirty. This one is going to be in Dallas, Jerry's World. Uh, the Cowboys are seven and three. Commanders uh, are four and seven. Sam Howell and company. Um, Vicky, how you feeling? Uh, the Cowboys have been kind of rolling recently. Mm-hmm. Their offense is very high powered, and the Commanders are a shit show at the moment. So, I mean, Sam Howell's kind of been holding his own, which is he leads the good. league in passing yards. Crazy, bro! And even with trading their pieces, they still like stay in games. I know they He's just over three thousand passing yards. Is that right? Wild. Yeah. So Sam Howell's going to get to four K before Justin Fields does. Let that sink in. Well, he was um, hurt because he was on pace to really get not. He was on pace to. What, just let it sink in. That's all I'm saying. Just like he was on pace for three thousand eight hundred, I think. At that yeah, after those yeah, two games early. Yeah, yeah. With the Broncos in. Uh, Commanders. What was yep. the other game? But he's not gonna get it, and because of that, I'm still gonna even with the okay. power of Sam Howell. I'm gonna say I think the Cowboys can drop thirty eight easily. Thirty eight. Damn. Twenty four. Okay. Go with DWC. I'm actually going commander somehow. The commanders always get these divisional wins somehow. Like, didn't they almost beat the Eagles this year too? Like, they've had wins against yeah. like good teams now, right? So, like, I don't know. Yeah. It doesn't make any logical sense, but I'm picking commanders just because it's a divisional game. Um, Cowboys seem to choke sometimes in these games. So they do. Yeah, that Cowboys the prime time they team. do too. 
especially on prime time okay. too, right? So I'm gonna go, go Commanders. Sam Howell. That's an interesting uh, one. Yeah. That would be crazy. I'm going Cowboys. I'm sticking with Vicky here too. I'm going uh, Cowboys twenty eight. Uh, or I'm sorry, Cowboys twenty four. Commanders twenty. I think it's a close game just because it's Thanksgiving and it should be good. So. 49ers Seahawks uh, will end the night. It's at 720. It's in Seattle. 49ers are seven and three. Seahawks are six and four. Um, I'll start this one. I'm going 49ers. I think they win this one um, pretty handily. I think the they're just one of the better teams in football. I'm gonna go uh 34-17. I think it's gonna be, I don't think it's gonna be close. Even though Seattle's, you know, okay, I just don't think it's gonna be close. So you said uh, DWC. 17? Oh, go ahead. Yeah, 34-17. Yeah, I totally agree. I think it's going to be Niners. Um, let, let me see, like thirty to thirty to fourteen, something like that. I I totally agree. Like they're the much better team. So yeah, it should be the Niners winning. Yeah, I was thinking okay. thirty like seventeen, so around the same. But I think I think Seattle. I mean, the, they are what they are. I think the the Four Niners are one of the best teams in football, and Brock Purdy like is efficient as hell. So yeah. So yeah, and then we'll wrap it up. Black Friday game Friday at two o'clock. That's odd. Two o'clock. That's crazy. People are off. Um, I mean, it is weird though. Yeah, I but it's like maybe that. because it's Friday night. They don't want maybe people go out, so they people are shopping. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, so I don't Miami know. Dolphins seven and three. New York Jets four and six. Um, DWC, oh. how you feeling? <laughs> I mean, it's got to be the Dolphins, right? Like, unless something crazy happens, <laughs> uh, let me go Dolphins. Like uh, forty, or maybe not forty. Um. Uh, no, Damn. they have a good defense. Right? <laughs> let me yeah. go 26 to uh, 10. Uh, zero. <laughs> or zero. Well, isn't yeah. the, the Jets? That's not even, time is starting. Yeah, he got benched to third string. So, what, are they going to score seven points? I'm going I'm going like three. I'm going maybe the best they get is three field goals. Nine points for the Jets. Doesn't matter what the Dolphins score. A hundred. Like, the game's over. There's if. If they win, like I, I, this would be the biggest upset of the year. Like this, I'm time. going 31 0. I'm just gonna <laughs> see, I just want to see a zero. I want to see zero. So I want to see that score line. Uh, 31 well, 0. Jets defense is still pretty <laughs> tough. They, I mean, they've played well this year, but also, like, if your defense is on the field, which we know about, like, if they're on the field the whole fucking game, they're gonna give a point. So maybe, yeah. maybe that does happen, Dave. No, I think, uh, yeah, but no, I, I think the Jets will get a field goal at least. They'll score. You know how hard it is to right? score zero points. Well, actually, the Bears did it for, I was about to say, we've done it plenty of times. <laughs> we've done but, it like, plenty of times. Other NFL teams, man, I feel like that's hard to do. Um, it to is. score zero, you know, not even get a couple field goals in there. So, Anyways, we're going to get out of here. First of all, shout out to the chat. Shout out to everyone that's tuned in uh, to the pod. Uh, but if you can, if you're still here on YouTube, go ahead and like the video. Um, check out DWC, his work. Uh, follow him on Twitter. Uh, we appreciate him talking, you know, Bears football for over an hour and a half, um, of which is crazy. We're all kind of sick, honestly. Um, so, <laughs> but Duh. yeah, that's that, that happens when you're a Bears fan because yeah. if you were sane, you wouldn't be one, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Our Apple, Spotify listeners, um, shout out to you guys as well. We appreciate you guys yeah, listening it. that way. I know there's a lot of you guys that just prefer the podcast in the car, whatever it might be. Um, so, if, again, the support's been unreal. Um, thank you again, DWC, for hopping in, man, and talking Bears with us. Yeah, it's been a while. No uh, we're glad you got you on. Uh, hopefully, you know. Yeah, please give him give him a follow on Twitter. Like, he's great on Twitter. I mean, he's great everywhere, but please go give him a follow on Twitter. His stuff's no. always, always great. Absolutely, and I'm, I'm sure everyone knows. If, if if you're not a if you're not if you're a Bears fan, yeah. you should know who DWC. Well, you have like thirty eight. We have like thirty two something, thirty thousand followers. Like 
yeah, somewhere around there. Yeah. Twitter, they <laughs> definitely know about you. So, <laughs> yeah, he has a couple followers, you know. Yeah, so a couple. You know, yeah. Anyways, though, shout out to you, uh, DWC again. Check him out. Um, we'll be back. So, first of all, happy Thanksgiving. Uh, we're gonna, yeah. we're not gonna be here. Um, We'll be back Monday night to recap it. So it's going to be a little bit of a break. Uh, this is why it's a little bit of a longer one. Uh, hope you guys enjoy it. Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Play some football. Eat some turkey. Enjoy. You know, the Bears can't ruin Thanksgiving. They can't even ruin your Sunday. So enjoy the long oh, weekend. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And we'll be back. Uh, DWC, you want to say anything before you go, man? No, thank you for having me on. You know, hope both of you guys have a good Thanksgiving. Whatever you guys are doing. Hope you guys have a lot of fun. And Good luck with the podcast, man. I mean, I've been seeing you guys grow, so that's really cool. Cool thing you guys are doing. So best of luck with that. Thank you. Yeah, really man. Well, yeah, we appreciate that. Um, you enjoy yeah. your Thanksgiving, and yeah, the pod is just honest. It's just fun to vent, you know. Just like you're, uh, so you're probably similar yeah. to your content, your videos. Just be, uh, somehow oh, to get, you know, talk about the game because you love the, you know, you love the Bears, you love football. So the fact that you just get to vent about it with people too that enjoy it, so it's it's kind of fun. But thank you, it's man. Really I appreciate loves it. Loves company. I keep just trying saying to get like you, man. Yeah, facts, facts. Absolutely. Go over here. So, but again, we'll be back late. We're going to record, Vicky, right? We're going to record Monday night, late Monday night, right after the game. That's why I'm pissed that you're saying it's going to be a heartbreaking loss. I'm like, and then I got to go live for 90 minutes at like, like, oh my goodness, Dave, please. No other way around it, man. So, but anyways, you guys enjoy your Thanksgiving. We'll be back. um, And uh, yeah, enjoy your Thanksgiving. Go Bears. Peace.